0: Hey, it's Konzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more, and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast.
1: A production of John Konzano's Baldface Truth.
0: King of times and TV networks uh, were released today for a whole swath of games. Pac-12 uh, early season schedule set. Week zero, lone Pac 12 game will feature USC and the reigning Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Home opener against San Jose State, 5 o'clock Pacific time on the Pac 12 network. There to call it will be Yogi Roth and Ted Robinson. And Yogi Roth is joining us now live via satellite. Always wanted to say that. Yogi, welcome. <laughs> live via satellite. Hey, I thought about
1: you. <laughs> I went to the gym the other day. I didn't go to yoga class. I didn't know you're a guy who pumps a bunch of iron, man yeah so i went for it with the uh did, dumbbell presses i'm super you sore bring, right now by the way
0: did you bring a giant like one gallon milk jug filled with some pink liquid and walk around with it and slosh it around no, in there
1: no no not at all i went with my wife and uh <laughs> it's like it's this class it's basically like a cardio hit class but two days yeah. a week it's like weights yeah so yeah you know, we threw some weights around she called me out for not having heavy enough weights and I right. enjoyed it, and you know, got the heart rate moving a little bit. You know? Isn't
0: it interesting how yeah. your workouts change now that you are not like competing as an athlete, or even like you know when you were coaching? How different were those workouts back in the day?
1: Oh my God! I uh, well, I- I'll be honest. I like, I-, I think as an athlete, I'm curious if you'd agree. Like we, our bodies have this like circadian rhythm to it around the times of the year. Like now is like time to get after it. Like you're throwing down hard like i am talking smack like with the person i'm working out next to me whether it's my wife or not I'm like, let's go let's do this kind of like we're gearing up for our own week zero game yeah and and you get inspired too with athletes like i follow a lot of these guys or know a bunch of them uh in our league and you know, they're getting after it why shouldn't i get after it so it's definitely not with the weights because i'm like i'm not going to slip a disc i'm not going to pull up something i'm not going to pop a shoulder but the intensity in my own brain at 41, man, is, is just as strong as it was at, at 18 or 19.
0: Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Networks with us. Uh, yeah, all right, the schedule comes out. You got the USC game in week zero, Caleb Williams. Give me an idea, like, you know, and you see that on the, on the calendar. I got to think that you and Ted are, and the crew are excited about that game in week zero.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the best week zero game in the country. I mean, I know Navy Notre Dame, I think it's in Ireland, and that'll probably be in the morning. Uh, But you look at that game uh, against the the rest of the games with the aforementioned Caleb and Lincoln Riley and, you know, what SC brings back this year, I think it's really an enticing game uh, nationally. And then you look at Brent Brennan, uh, his team will be ready to play. You know, like Shevin Cordero, the transfer, he's their returning quarterback. They've gotten some good transfers. Uh, I think he's a coach that is uh, easily capable of coaching in our league or other power five leagues. I need mean, a rock star. Uh, I love his growth from UCLA to Oregon state to to now being, of course, the head coach and, and doing things that have never been done in the history of San Jose State football. And it's the opener, you know, and it's week zero. Like you don't get opportunities like this very often. So we are pawns. We were kind of hoping and crossing our fingers to get a week zero game. I've never called a week zero game. I've always kind of been up for one and then somebody swoops in at the end. says, ah, we want to take it. Uh, so, so this year, for whatever reason, uh, I'm glad that it, it came to us. And, you know, we'll, we'll do what we hope to do every week, which is celebrate the game, coach the viewer, take it two or three deep on the roster, and, and set the stage a week early for what should be an incredible Pac-12 regular season.
0: There's going to be a lot of emphasis in week one on Coach Prime, Colorado, TCU. That game's on Fox. The But the, I, I feel like the, there's some stuff going on around it in the conference. You've got Utah, Florida happening that week, you've got uh, Kenny Dillingham's, you know, debut on the Pac-12 network. You've got, you know, Kalen DeBoer, uh, Michael Penix Jr. That's going to be interesting, too. And Oregon and uh, and Bo Nix uh, trying to uh, get, you know, hit the ground running. But the first two games you call, I believe it's USC twice for you in a row, then Washington, then Oregon. What are you looking for in those, like, in that four-game stretch in your mind?
1: Well, I, I think what's really been cool among you know, that question and, and really since the end of last season is that we're all looking forward to this league plan. you know like we can't wait like, i mean think of your listenership like and obviously you as well like we can't wait to get to game like there's been there's so much dialogue but when you get outside of like the field um that just kind of can capture you or bring you down or whatever it may be so as soon as we get the games, it's like oh yeah by the way it's the most talented league in the country 25 of the 51 first or second teamers come back. That's more than any other Power 5 league. Like, it is the most loaded league I've seen in 20 years being a part of the Pac-10 or the Pac-12. I think anybody who's covered this league for 10, 15, 20, 30 years would probably say the same thing. So what am I looking for? I'm looking to watch. Like, you look at that week one, you got 9 a.m. It's going to be an epic game. You get uh, UW, Boise State, midday game. You got Utah in a huge rematch against Florida from last year. And then, like, the sneaky game of the day is Coastal Carolina and UCLA, let alone the other ones will be at SC against Nevada. Like, there's some fun games uh, throughout the rest of week one. But when I I go to there and end up in week four, what I hope happens is that while the rest of the country takes a look at the Pac-12 conference, like, the Pac-12 does what it did last year, which is put it on a lot of these non-conference teams because the league is going to be hellish. Like, nobody's ever been undefeated in the league. And I don't know if it will happen again. So I'm hoping all of our teams come through non-conference as unscathed from a win-loss standpoint, from a health standpoint, just to put themselves in a position to take a run at this conference title.
0: You know I think it's going to be ridiculous? I think Bo Nix, given the Oregon receivers. We saw it in the spring game. I was looking on both sides uh, of the ball as that spring game was playing out, and I was like, Oregon's got three or four really scary receivers to go with Bo Nix. I don't know if I've seen a group like that, for a while
1: at Oregon, yeah, it's been a while since they've even had a first-team All-League player, you know, at at Oregon at wide receiver. It's been a long time, and they felt like they haven't recruited there, you know. To me, whether it's an injury or whether whatever it's been, like it hasn't necessarily been what you just referenced. And, and and I felt the same thing coming out of that spring game. You know, I spent a bunch of time with Tez Johnson. He's a stud. I mean, he might be you know, calling, got chance for newcomer of the year in this league. Troy Franklin, last year he was the most improved player on offense, non-QB, I thought, in the entire conference. He got a chance to dominate, right? Chris Hudson, Trayshawn Holden, like they've got competitive depth now there. They bring in Jury on Dickey, you know, a mid-summer enrollee, right? He's, I'm sure he just got there this past week, like most freshmen have. Uh, dude can just fly. So they, they will be they they will be legit. Like I really think picking teams to to end up in Vegas is so hard this year because it's going to come down to a two-minute drill. It's going to come down to an injury. It's to, that's what a lot of these games are going to be, and I think at the end of the year, it'll be the closest scoring differential we've ever had in this league. Like, I, I don't see a lot of, like, blowouts on the schedule. Like I know Stanford is a rebuild uh, for a bunch of reasons, but you look at every other team, including Colorado now, with all the new faces that are finally on campus, there's a lot of teams that believe they can take a run in a bowl game as their floor and who knows what, what could be their ceiling?
0: Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Networks is with us. The conference, you know, it looks to me like, you know, it's going to get out of the gates all right. It's got some things that, that you know, are, are going to be talked about. Week two, the games, though, are a little bit hidden. There's some games on the Pac-12 Network, and I know fans are going to get caught up in that. I'm already hearing some of that from my friends going, hey, they don't have any of the big exposure games. It, will it be enough in your mind, Yogi, that you've got Michael Penix Jr., you've got Bo Nix, you've got Caleb Williams, you've got a bunch of ranked teams. Will that be enough for the Pac-12 to look visible in the early part of the season?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Look, number one, like if you look across the board those first couple weeks and Michael Penix is on ABC to kick off the season, right? You look at UFC, uh, they play Stanford in a night game on Fox in in the week two that you just referenced utah obviously going to have probably the biggest stage other than maybe colorado because all the attention on on Deion sanders coach prime you know wisconsin wazoo is playing wisconsin on abc like i i don't agree with that at all oregon's going to play texas tech on fox cal and auburn and an awesome matchup um in in week two in berkeley so i, I think the exposure will be there i also believe this because because it's, it's truth is that when ted and i call a game let's just say you know however many people watch our game and 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 I hear from a lot of them. I think they get a lot of context on the team. Same thing with our other production crews. And then when then I call it ABC or Fox has our game after that, a lot of times they're calling us and saying, hey, tell me more about this story on so-and-so. Hey, tell me a little bit about the scheme that you just watched. So I I think that, like, the job for us on the Pac-12, and if fans are frustrated, like, I'm sorry, like it's kind of been the same message on repeat for over a decade, like there's a way, A, you can find it, right, whether you want to go over the top or find your subscriber but would be like we're competing our tails off to tell the stories in a way that nobody else is right same thing with you with your content and your coverage and we take a ton of pride in that man and we put that up against any crew any game in the country and we hope that they watch ours in advance of their game when they get that opportunity and, and that's our job share the information celebrate the game I and mean, nobody has ownership over this thing the goal is to promote the players promote the stories Elevate the coaches, talk about these programs, and put them in the position that I think they've earned to be in, which is in the conversation, and to remind people that they go through nine conference games. They've got multiple Heisman candidates in this league. And I think this year, specifically, this league stands up against every other league incredibly well. Uh, And I would go to argue that if you took our teams, one through, call it 10 right now, and said, okay, 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, I get the Bama-Georgia conversation or Ohio State or Michigan, but I'm not afraid to put our teams into those games. I mean, I give. Georgia's been absolutely dominant the last two years, so maybe they're an anomaly. But other than that, I think this league is as talented and as loaded as possible, and I think every fan, however they watch it, wherever they watch it, should lean into that. Because I do think it it should be a year of celebration because it is one of the most gifted years we've ever had in this conference.
0: Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Networks analyst, is with us. Uh, you, The first two games for you will be USC. How much time... Will you spend or how much access will you get with Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley? Take us behind the scenes. Like when you're prepping for week zero, week one, you know, how does that work on your end?
1: They're incredible. You know, K Ryan, that that whole department, right, is the kind of the brain trust of Tim Tesla from back in the day, the Hall of Famer and the SID role, which the listener is basically somebody kind of holding the keys to the car of setting up interviews, setting up practice visits, setting up time with coaches in advance of the game. Uh, NFC, I think everybody in this league, they're all incredible at it. Um, And regardless of like this being the last year or not, it's just been dramatically professional. Uh, I called their spring game. So I was over there for practice. Um, I'll talk to players. Caleb will be probably at the Elite 11 next, next week as a counselor. Um, you know, will get to training camp. You'll see, of course, both of those guys and other players at media days. Uh, and I'd say SC, they make so many players available. So you can go to practice and capture, you know, the first 20, 30 minutes of it. If you want to see with your eyes. Uh, they'll let Ted and I often go to a practice in advance of the game. So we get to see who the team is. You know, Ted will be calling the U.S. Open tennis tournament, I think, in advance of the week zero. So he'll fly out to L.A. He and I will go to a practice get under their hood a little bit, talk to the coaches, talk to some players. And then the day before the game, you always have your production call or production meeting for the home team. So we will go to um, USC. We'll sit down with the head coach, the coordinators, uh, various players, and kind of get in all the conversation pieces, all the storylines that we want to touch upon as we build graphics and packages. And then on the other side is I take a ton of ride, honestly, along with Ted is we go visit the team that's playing our week one all the time. So whether it's San Jose State or in years past, UNLV, or I've flown out to Hawaii, like I, I, my job is to not just make it a one-sided broadcast. I would call the game. So I'll go spend a bunch of time with Brent Brennan. I'm trying to figure out my calendar now in August when I can get there for training camp and then knock out Cal and Stanford while I'm up there as well. So I'll, I'll try to get as detailed as possible within the opponent. And, and I, that comes back to just the respect for the craft and, you know, Michael Molinar is our producer, as good as there is in the game. Ted is, you know, him. He's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. And, and I try to just kind of hang with those guys, man. So we we go hard, you know. And I already had a call today with our producer, Michael. of like, all right, what packages do you want to build? What graphics are we thinking? And, you know, you always over-prepare for the first couple games of the season. But that's the nature of the beast and the excitement and the performance anxiety that you get about getting a game like this and, and just getting going in a college football season that, you know, only has 14 weeks in it.
0: Yogi Roth, uh, Pac-12 Networks analyst with us. Uh, Colorado will open up at TCU in Week 1. It'll be Nebraska at home in Week 2, then Colorado State at home, then at Oregon in a Pac-12 opener. How important is it in your mind? First of all, I want to know what you think Colorado is going to look like on the field because I don't think anybody really knows, but what do you think? And then how important is it that Colorado, in those first three games, looks – good enough to draw attention as it starts Pac-12 play? Like, how important is that for the conference that Colorado looks competitive or it looks like it, it, it could be interesting entering Pac-12 play?
1: Um, I think it's a combination. You know, like, I think I think Colorado is coming off of a team that, that was not good, right? And no one would argue that from what we saw a year ago. And they're doing something that's never been done before in the history of college football, and you just track social media or YouTube, like, the standard there is really high. And I got a chance to go out there for spring practice. It's awesome watching the coaches coach, man, I mean, coaching their tails off. And granted, the, the team I saw in spring is it's pretty different than the one we'll see in the fall. Like, I get to go back there and training camp in advance of their first game. And I think we can't lose sight that It is still a rebuild. And it's a different type of rebuild. Uh, you know, it's different than Lincoln Riley's. Like, Lincoln had a lot of guys come in, but he had most of them in the spring. You know, like Jordan Addison was kind of a late get, but it's not like he had anywhere near the numbers that Colorado has the key positions. So I, I, I'd i be curious, if I was calling their week one game, the question I would ask Coach Prime and his staff is, you know, how much of your playbook on both sides is in, right? And what ideology did you have? Did you have, Was it give them everything, drink from a fire hose, and then find out what they're good at? Or is it, hey, let's give them – X amount of the playbook, and let's just be awesome at it and give them more. Because I do think this will be a team, if they can stay healthy, that will develop as the year goes on. And I say that because they're going to be playing a lot of teams that have already developed. Like TCU is coming off a national championship in Nebraska. Different story. Colorado State is in year two of, J, uh, of Jay Norvell. Um, and then away we go here with the conference slate of teams that are, that are built, especially the first two conference games that they have. So success to me is just going to be like continuous improvement you know, blind trust of the line that SC and, and Washington used a lot last year in year one with their dramatic turnarounds. They're going to have to have that at Colorado, and, and they're going to have to get up to speed even faster because the league is so good, right? And, and that's why I, I won't just measure success on wins and losses. It'll be on, like, how are they competing on the third down in the third quarter? What are pregame warm-ups like? And how focused are guys? You know, what clarity do they have? I think inside what I call a game, I always ask the head coach, the coordinator, and the player the same question around the program. Mm. And if they give me a similar answer, I know this program is on the same page. And if not, then I know, oh, this is interesting.
0: I like that. That's that congruency of vision. Winners have it. I mean, you you just see it in pro teams, college teams. I hadn't thought about the head coach, coordinator, quarterback, or maybe defensive captain on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, that's a great, great point to that synergy that you get in winning programs. Yogi, I'm looking forward to it. I love that the schedule came out. Um, you know, the the Oregon-Oregon State Civil War game will be a 5 o'clock kickoff on uh, Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving. I don't mind that. Pac-12 championship game. Uh, looks like it'll be a, a national uh, broadcast uh, on ABC. That's good for the conference. Uh, you know, you have seven games in week two, I think, on the Pac-12 network. And, you know, it'll be fantastic. So uh, it's going to be fun, man, and I look forward to week zero. San Jose State, don't sleep on them, Brent Brennan. They, you know, they'll be they'll they'll stick their nose in there.
1: Oh yeah, we had them against SC a couple of years ago. Clay Elton was still there, and, and it was kind of a game, you know. And the, the, the coolest thing about Brent Brennan, and I got to get the updated number, but all the guys that uh, could have left, and we know what goes on in college football now. Like there's a lot of times people communicating with your student athletes on your on your roster uh what was really cool about him and his culture is that nobody left yeah. you know i i got to make sure that, that that number is the same as of now but a couple months ago that's what it was when, when he and i connected in the spring during spring ball and and he's dialed on that man he's as good as a coach from a culture standpoint philosophical standpoint leadership standpoint i'll say it a lot of the good stories for the game in week zero but he's he's big time man i'm a huge fan of who he is, what he's about, and you're right. That that team will love this game in this environment, and SC will too. I mean, this is a championship-caliber program, man. It's, it's going to be awesome to get there at the Collie. I don't think they – uh yeah, 5 o'clock. So it'll be perfect. It'll be a perfect night here in L.A.
0: Yogi Roth. Uh, all right, continue the fight. Uh, keep working out. I appreciate you, man.
1: You got it, bro. Hey, you too, man. You
0: too. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Network, schedules out. I'll download on what I saw, what jumped off the page at me, plus a lawsuit, Holiday Bowl suing the Pac-12 over UCLA. You better believe it. We'll talk about it coming up. Tomorrow on the show, Sally Jenkins, Washington's, Washington Post, sports columnist. I was going to say Washington State. Washington Post sports columnist Sally Jenkins, author of uh, like 30 books, will be joining us uh, to talk about her new book tomorrow on the program. Uh, Also tomorrow we have uh, the creator and the uh, producer that created um, Hoop Dreams, the documentary. Remember, uh, Remember Hoop Dreams? Well, he's got a new documentary out, Steve James does. It's called The Luckiest Guy in the World. It focuses on Bill Walton, and it will be uh, coming up on a ESPN 30 for 30, and uh, Steve James will be joining us to talk about that documentary, what to see in it, the uh, Hall of Famer, and resident deadhead Bill Walton will be at the center of that documentary, the luckiest guy in the world. And maybe Steve James even got a word in when uh, he (laughs) he visited with Bill Walton. All of that uh, coming up uh, on tomorrow's show. Later this show, in the 4 o'clock hour, Bill Riley of ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City will be joining us from the NCAA uh, softball tournament, Pac-12, dominating some softball with the College World Series there. Utah's in it, and Bill Riley will be joining us to talk about that, plus some college football, that all ahead of us. As the uh, football games came out today, Stephen, I don't know, were you tuned in to the football games? We're looking to see when the kickoff times would be, which games will be on, where the Oregon and Oregon State games fell, and Pac-12 championship on ABC. The Civil War football game, Oregon and Oregon State, will take place on Black Friday at 5 o'clock on Fox. I think that's, uh, you know, some people didn't like that. I, I actually saw that as, hey... I don't want to, I don't want to see a Black Friday game kick off too early you missed some audience but a 5 pm kickoff for that game could have be a very meaningful game in the pac 12 race what did what did you notice or where did your eyes go or how big a deal is the TV release in your mind
2: yeah so you know I was plugged in John um, you know writing for 7 uh, game.com check it out you know I, I talked about the top five things I saw from the Oregon State schedule and there's a few things that really stood out John and the number one thing for me, Oregon State—they open up the season at San Jose State on a Sunday. It's the only college football game that's going to be on TV. It's a week before Week One of the NFL. People are going to be craving and starving for football, and it's going to be Oregon State and DJ Uyunglele's first game as a Beaver. Now he has a lot of national uh, notoriety. You know, being the number two prospect in all of high school football, like people know this guy. They're going to want to watch him and say, hey, you know what? He failed at Clemson. Can he play well at his new spot? There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on DJ in that first game against San Jose State. And like you said, Brent Brennan's not a bad coach. Uh, San Jose State, they had some really good defensive numbers last season, number three in the nation in yards per rush given up. Like they, had, they were solid defense last season. I think it's going to be a tougher game than maybe Oregon State fans think it's going to be, and all eyes are going to be on DJ. You know, how has he react to that? How does he play? I, I think it's going to be very interesting that week one game. Uh, down there in San Jose.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that one's big. Selfishly, I just looked at the early part of the season because I you know, I think there's going to be five ranked teams when the season starts. It'll be USC, Utah, Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington. I think UCLA will get some votes but not be ranked. If they are ranked, I think it would be uh, historic to see six Pac-12 teams ranked, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I think USC is going to get that stage with, with Caleb Williams, uh, you know, opening the season week zero. Then I go right to week one. It'll be on a Thursday on ESPN that Florida goes to Utah on a Thursday, August 31st, right at Rice-Eccles Stadium. That is going to be a huge stage for an SEC opponent coming to Utah. I think I'm really into that and seeing what happens there. Then I'm pivoting to that Saturday. I don't know if there's – I don't think there's a bigger game in week one. In America, let alone the Pac-12 Conference, then Colorado playing at TCU. On Fox, it'll be a big noon kickoff on the East Coast, which means 9 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Colorado and Coach Prime in Week 1. I know the same day on the Pac-12 Networks, Portland State's going to Oregon. Apologies, that's not where America's tension's going to be. Uh, that's a big game, $545,000 guarantee game for Portland State. That's an important game for their program. Oregon will want to uh, keep everybody healthy and win the game, advance to week two. Uh, later uh, on uh, that week one, Boise State's going to Washington. ABC took the game. I think that's interesting. I think it's definitely a vote of confidence for both Boise State and Michael Penix Jr. There's some intrigue there. And uh, I think if you look later into uh, the schedule, I'm not like Yogi Roth. I'm not into UCLA, Coastal Carolina, 730 on ESPN on Saturday night. Not, not as much as I am into seeing what the heck Colorado plays like, uh, you know, as they start their season. And then Oregon State's playing, as you mentioned, Oregon State's playing a Sunday game on CBS. It's wonky. College football on a Sunday, September 3rd, 1230 kickoff, Oregon State at San Jose State, and again, don't sleep on the Spartans. Like, I think Oregon State is better than San Jose State, but the Spartans will be coming off a game against USC, so they're going to see USC and Oregon State in Week 0, Week 1. And, you know, that's where I am in Week 0, Week 1. But then beyond that, it is Colorado's second opportunity. They will also be the big noon kickoff in Week 2, with Nebraska going to Colorado. So Coach Prime's presence at Colorado paying off big time. And then it'll be Utah-Baylor at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So at 9 a.m. you're going to have Nebraska-Colorado and Utah-Baylor both early. And it's the same weekend, week two, that Oregon goes to Texas Tech. Game's on Fox at 4 o'clock in week two. Big, big game for Dan Lanning. And, in fact, if Oregon's going to have a magical season, I think Week 2 is the key at Texas Tech. It's a very winnable game, and the key to Oregon being 3-0 and in non-conference play. All right, coming on.
2: We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald
0: sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.